What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers in the Shadow Milk. We're talking superheroes, comic books, video games, TV, movies, anime, cartoons, action figures, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Richard Wilson, Jack Walker Pearson, Christopher St. Victor. Gentlemen, how are you? How was your week? What are you doing? What are you watching? What did you buy? What it do? What it do? What is the deal, Brothers of Milk? Let me go. <laughs> 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 what, what, what just happened? We milk brothers now? Brothers? Did you say brothers of milk? No, brothers and yeah. milk. Brothers and milk. Brothers and milk. Oh, I heard of too. No, no, brothers. I said, what is the deal, brothers of milk? I can't, I can't ignore Jack. 25% of this operation we got going on. Boom. Boom. Yeah. So let me show you what I copped this week. I bought Azriel. McFarland got Gold the Azriel. I got it. I got it. Actually, to be fair, my wife got it because, uh, long story short, I've been helping my wife get her company off the ground, and as a thank you, she got me this, which I'm She's extremely. She's a keeper. I am She's a keeper. Extremely. Yeah, I mean, I, I am married to her, and I have a child with her, so I hope so. <laughs> you go. <laughs> That's great. Anyway, describe it a little bit. Describe. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So this is the, the suit of sorrows. It's sculpted, actually, really, really, really awesome. He's he's jacked. He has the the like the I don't know how to describe the cape, but you know how he has a cape that has strands. Tassels. Yeah, tassels. Yeah, I guess tassels is the way to talk about it. He has a belt. He has a flaming sword, and um, it looks really, really ominous. It's cool. I'll, I'll put up a picture for the gram. But um, the details is just crazy. The detail. I mean, look, McFarlane, give us yeah. money or some toys or something. Put something on it. Put something on it, McFarlane. You know what we gotta do? We gotta stop talking about his toys until he starts supplying his toys. But well, we gonna keep buying them anyway. He's like, like well, I gotta spend them toys. They're talking about it anyway. <laughs> True story. Bye. Rich, what you up to, man? Man, I've just been watching um things. Darwin's Game on Netflix, mm. the flicks of net. Um, Japanese anime. Uh, pretty much is a, a game that you have to go in by signing into an app. So the main character signs into an app through this game. Now he's in it. It's like a life or death type of situation. Different little tasks you got to do here and there. And uh, yeah, you level up in it. Uh, there, you can form a clan or a guild, and pretty much have to stay on top by staying alive. It's like Saw. You kind of like Saw, yeah, but like, you know, with more of a team building scenario. I like guess. Saw the escape room. Nah. nah. But anyway, nah. nah. What is it good? Says no. it, 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 it seems, I'm not going to say it's good. It, it, it's entertaining. Like, it's enough to pass the time, and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it a little bit. At my local comic book store, I came across a comic that I had to pick up. This came out a while back. Mm. It's, it's not the original. What? This is not the, the same. Oh, the same. All right, all right. Hang on. So I should. This is a uh, Invincible comic. It's a throwback to the original cover. The original Invincible comic is valued at two thousand dollars. So if you have that comic, y'all, the original oh. Invincible comic, wrap it up. Wrap it this up. This guy, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Keep it safe. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, which is the throwback cover, this came out twenty twenty. So this is a new new cover, and it's this this guy in my hand right now is valued at two hundred dollars jeez man everything wow. is hundreds of dollars with you <laughs> wow everything is hundreds of dollars with jack i didn't really i haven't been watching much nor did i pick up much uh it's been a, a slow week but i have been no, I, I've been toy hunting, Jack. I do got some news. <laughs> oh, and pausing for Lawrence to fill in the gap. 
Yes. <laughs> so I've been toy hunting, man. There's there's a lot of toys that I saw in stores that I didn't get. And now I'm like, man, I really want it. And they're impossible to find. Like yeah. there's um this Super Sons pack with Jonathan Kent as Superboy and Damien as Robin. Dude, that is impossible to find anywhere. And if you do, it's like so much money is ridiculous. And um, McFarlane has come out with a Batman 66 line, the Adam West and the Batmobile and all that stuff. So I've been doing, I don't know who got it or where it went out, but I must have missed it. But in looking at it, Mattel came out with one years ago. That's infinitely better. So I'm like, man, I want to get the Mattel version. Impossible, man. I'd be dropping like a hundred bucks for a toy Batmobile. I'm like, I don't know I if I'm there yet. I have it. Excuse me. I have it. <laughs> <laughs> I have it. What you got, Chris? What you, I, you got? I have, I have the Mattel when you're talking about the Batmobile. It comes with Batman and Robin. I have it. Do you I, still want it? Do I still want it? <laughs> I still want it. I'm over here venting my pain, and he says, "I have it." I'm like, I'm Jonesing, baby. Give me some of that. I need, I need, I need some of that, baby. Man, well, Chris, I'm toy hunting for those and, and, and a couple other things that like Jack, man, you found that comic because it's like you missed out on it when it came out and just trying to get it unless they re-release it. It's going to cost you so much money. So if you guys see an action figure comic book, something you like, don't wait. They for some reason, things aren't being made anymore. Things aren't being reprinted anymore and you, or you're waiting a while for it. So get it if you like it when you see it. Trust mm-hmm. me. It's time for the bad joke of the day. Better be a wumper. What do you call it when Batman skips church? What do you call it, Lawrence? Christian Bale. Oh! <laughs> 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 it's funny, and he's going to hell. Christian, <laughs> uh, you get it? Christian uh, Bale. Do you get it, Rich? Yeah, I, 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 I got to admit, mine was a fake laugh that it. turned real. See, all you gotta do is if you just commit a little bit to it, man, there's so much joy on the other end. And let's move on from the bad joke of the day. We're moving on. Now it's time for the collector's corner. It's show and tell time. Okay, guys, my favorite segment. This is where we pull something off our shelves or from our toy chest and show you something from our collection. Chris, you already grabbed some. What you got in your hands? So as we know that uh, Walking Dead is ending, so last season of Walking Dead, so showing some of my trades, I've been catching up reading. So it's tough to see um, because I'm moving, but I have every single trade uh, of Walking Dead. And these are the two that I had at, 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 you know, at reach, but I have every single one ever. Well, since we're talking Back to the Future, I'm going to show you this thing that has nothing to do with Back to the Future, but for some reason reminds me of Back to the Future, which is why I bought it. It's a Thor comic book. The cover is very Back to the Future-ish to me. You got Thor in the middle of it. It's very bright. It's very poppy. There's a lot of lightning, and it feels retro 80s to me. Thor number nine, the variant edition. It's not worth too much now, but it is uh, collectible. That's dope. That's dope. Okay. I guess since we're talking about Back to the Future, I'm just going to talk about a throwback game that I used to play and that I got a figure for one of my favorite. I used to play Destiny when it first came out. And a little bit of Destiny too, but I got Cage Six holding his chicken, his steamed <laughs> chicken, and he is a uh, I'm going to butcher what what they're actually called, but he's like a, a a humanoid, a mech. Um, and as the lore goes, they were actually real people whose consciousness were then put into these humanoid mechs, and then they just woke up or birthed to what they are now. For me, since it's Back to the Future, it's not 
an original pull, but I have to pull up my Back to the Future <laughs> nice. Blu-ray trilogy uh, collection. It has all the movies and then 10 hours of special features. Man, growing up Back to the Future, I must have watched that like a million times. So to have this in my collection was a must-have. Um, big fan of the movie, and you're, you're about to hear that very soon. So that is my pick. Great Before job, guys. Before we leave, can we address the best shirt of the week again rich jack i didn't I think you were gonna it. call me out oh, you're not talking I was about. Open. Oh. I see it rich oh my god it is you, deadpool dressed as a samurai his back is to to the audience as you can say um holding one of his swords unsheathed just out like very classic like samurai ish style and i love it and it's or, got some I'm writing not even, not really i'll say it's Ronin. got some Ronin. some writing in japanese on it which, which I don't know what that means, but you can which tell. Which I I actually I took a screenshot while we we're talking here, and I sent it to a very good friend of mine to translate it for me. It says Yohi, which means mercenary in Japanese. Wow, wow. the merc with a mouth. One badass shirt and runner know. up would go to Chris, <gasps> and then me. <laughs> <laughs> then me. <laughs> Lawrence is looking pretty. Pretty dry today. Yeah, He's gonna have it's to fight. my hat, one. though. I got, I got a Superman hat on. Let's stop being nice because it's time for debate. Let's get ready to rock. All right. So, in typical Back to the Future fashion, if you were given a DeLorean, a way to go back in time, and you can change one element from a sci-fi or comic book movie to make the movie better. We want to make the world better. What element would you change in what movie and why? Let me take this one first because I had to think of this for a hot two seconds. It's (laughs) it's my number one hated Marvel movie, Iron Man 3. I'd go there and make the Mandarin actually the Mandarin because then the movie would make some damn sense. Great. I don't think he, I don't think that qualifies. Are you gonna change, change one element? No, that totally that's totally qualifies. Element. He's got to go element. get the Mandarin and plug him in. Look, that's not yeah. changing an element. That's like Yo. changing a whole character. Not nah, that's goes well, against the, the rules. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, I call Bach on you, man. For example, here's an you element change. One element of the film. But I change one thing. We can't change everything. One thing. I change one thing. Here's an example: the movie mm-hmm. Titanic. Changing an element would be. Hey, there's an iceberg. Go left. That changes an element. What isn't an element is Billy Zane's character's evil. I want to replace him with someone good. That doesn't change an element. That's reversing a whole character. Changing a single... Because you have to go back in time and you have to change an event that you can change. What say you, Rich? How do you feel about this? Can you change one thing or can you not change one thing? I mean, I feel like if you change the Mandarin, that that that, that actually put the Mandarin in it. That changes the element of the movie. That's not Thank an you, element man. change. You change the whole person. That's not an element. That's like, hey, let me go into back... Bat- Batman Returns, and let me make uh, instead of Catwoman, let's put Wonder Woman in. That That's would like, be valid. <laughs> that would be that would be All valid. Right, it goes. No <laughs> rules. That goes, Chris. Elephant so if change. you can change one thing. What would it be? You'd put the Mandarin in it, and honestly, I think that's a dope-ass change. You just fixed that film. I did. Thank you for Marvel, fixing that film. I can already uh, see it playing out in my mind way better than it had. Anything will play, to be fair. Anything will play out way better than it had. It was terrible. I'm going to fix the movie, up, though. I'm going to follow it up. You can still Here have a bunch of suits that fall apart and a, a powered-up guy that turns hot. If I can no go reason. back in time... And change one element of one film. The one film I would mess with is the Man of Steel. Uh. And the element I would change 
is I would remove the director from it, Zack Snyder, <laughs> drop him in the nearest waste paper basket, and I would replace him with one of cinema's greatest directors of all time, James Cameron. And I would say, James Cameron, give us the Superman we've been That watching. is literally not removing an element from the movie. <laughs> yes, I did. I removed That's not an element from the film. No, no, because one, it's like this not an element. No one understood this question. It's like, here's an example. I go back in time, I stop Bruce Wayne's parents from dying. It's not the same thing as I replaced Tim Burton. It's not the same thing. Too late, I already took him out. So, Zack Snyder's out. James Cameron's in. Oh so my god. We go back in time to change a comic book or a movie or something? Like what? You, if you can go back in time right? and change events just like Marty McFly did, what would you change? You can't go back in time into the movie and replace the director. That's not an element. That's changing <laughs> yeah. the movie. That's just a different movie. They're, not, and I they're mean, not in the same universe, though. Like, well, I don't understand it. I would, I would do something like Jack would do. I would go back in time, take the script from whoever the hell directed Green Lantern, bring it back here, and gave it to, give it to someone better. And then put Eris Thank you, Rich. You made that movie better. And if Rich went back in time and he fixed that damn script and made it better and put Idris Alba in it, we'd have a follow-up film already. I think I'm going to go back in time and change this question. <laughs> we would have a better debate. <laughs> All right, Lars. You're the only one who understood this question properly. Apparently. I, guess I, I don't even know anymore. You know what Lawrence would do? Lawrence would make them turn right when they saw the iceberg. That would make them turn right. That would change an element. Change a single element in a movie, I would make them turn right. But for fun, I'll go along with you guys. Um, one of the most underrated movies of all time, in my opinion, comic book movies of all time, the director's cut, which is Fight Me, Daredevil, the director's cut. And in that director's cut, I would remove the playground fight. I would find a way for them not to fight in the playground. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, you mean of that? Without that playground fight, the director's cut, that joint is like almost blade level fun. Like go back kind of popcorn, pop culture, cult like superhero movie. Without that playground fight, Daredevil's pretty dope. Is this Lawrence's Venom? Because I'm trying to No, think. no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think I hold Daredevil this high of regard. Yeah. No film is Venom like it is Venom. No film is Venom. Um, apparently, I didn't understand the debate, everyone listening. <laughs> apparently, you didn't understand the <laughs> debate that you wrote. <laughs> you got question it wrong, I didn't Lawrence. understand the question I told you. Oh. But I will have to say that all these answers do make the movie better. So good work, gentlemen. I don't know, Rich, I don't know who you're giving the script to to make Green Lantern better. But it's going to anybody? somebody. It's going to anybody. 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 Anybody else? Okay, Back to the Future, guys. Back to the Future. Here's some fun facts of Back to the Future. So Bob Gale, he's one of the writers, right? He came up with this idea because he thought what it would be like if he met his parents in high school. What would that be like? And that's kind of how the idea was birthed for Back to the Future, which I think is cool. The studio wanted Michael J. Fox to play Marty McFly, but Family Ties would not let him out to do it. So they went and cast Eric Stoltz, who's actually a really dope actor. Sometimes when you have a movie and a director and a script and a tone, it's matching a belt to a pair of shoes. It's not about who's better or who's worse. It's who's the right fit. And Eric Stoltz, he has such a grounded gravitas to him, even as a young man. His 
energy did not fit what they wanted with Back to the Future. He actually grounded things instead of making it feel lighter. And rumor has it, he actually was method. So he had the whole set call him Marty. To the point where the guy that played Biff didn't realize Marty wasn't his real name. He thought Marty <laughs> that was just a coincidence. Marty's playing Marty. How convenient. Now, Eric Stoltz went and shot a, a huge percentage of this movie before they realized it's just not working. They let him go, still got paid, let him go, and they worked out a deal with Family Ties to get Michael J. Fox on to play the role. Now, Michael J. Fox literally shot Family Ties during the day and Back to the Future most nights, and he wasn't allowed to do any press for it because it conflicted with Family Ties. So this guy just wasn't sleeping at all. The DeLorean, the time machine, was actually going to be a refrigerator before yes. they decided to make it a car. Wow. They opted out of that because they were scared that kids would <laughs> lock themselves inside of refrigerators <laughs> as they played Back to the Future, which if you think about it, I, I would have done that. I'm like, oh, jump in the fridge? Come on. <laughs> Unfortunately. Billy Zane makes his first on-screen appearance in this movie. This is Billy Zane's first film, and he doesn't even speak. What's he, 3D? He's one of the goons. Yeah. He's one of Biff's guys. Oh. Um, and this film, as you guys know, went on to inspire the animated adult comedy called Rick and Morty. Heavily inspires Rick and Morty. When I first saw it, I didn't really realize the actors playing his parents were like younger than Michael J. Fox. <laughs> I, I thought like, yeah, I didn't I didn't put that together as a kid. And it's just that just shows you like they got some really great actors who can transcend their ages in, in a really real way. Another fun fact is. Teen Wolf was shot before this movie, but came out around the same time. So yeah. internationally, they renamed Teen Wolf like the boy from tomorrow or something, or they would market it so they can jump on Back to the Future's marketing really? to get people to watch Teen Wolf internationally. Interesting. Very interesting. So those are some Back to the Future fun facts. Let's get into the recap. Spoiler alert for a 1985 film. Here we go. <laughs> it's, it's time, time for, the for the main event. Marty McFly, we meet our hero. He goes to visit Doc Brown, this crazy mad inventor, but he's not there. We go to school with Marty McFly and we find that his life is pretty whack. His principal calls him a slacker. His band doesn't have what it takes to play for the school dance. He wants to be a rock star and he can't make the school dance. So like this says a lot about him. He has his girl Jennifer. She believes in him. They're going to go to the lake. They're going to go to the lake with do what teenagers do he gets home to find out the car was crashed by his dad's high school bully and you see the family dynamic there biff the grown-up school bully still bullies his dad right in front of him he actually looks at marty in his face and says tell your mother hi for me man if that ain't fighting words i don't yep. know what it is bruh man. so then we see the family dynamic they're all pretty much just losers just marty meets doc at the twin pines mall and he sees the time machine. Some terrorists? What would be the word? Palestinians, right? I'm not going to say whoa, that. Whoa. Uh, 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 <laughs> I didn't say that. Well, let's call them rebels. Some rebels show up because Doc Brown needed plutonium to power the time machine. For those who don't know, the time machine is powered by 1.21 gigawatts of electricity. 1.21 gigawatts? The flux capacitor. He's a power. So Doc gets shot down. Marty jumps in the time machine. He goes back in time in 1955. He's stranded in the past. The car doesn't work. He needs to find Doc Brown to help him in the past. He bumps into his parents. He actually changes the events of his dad meeting his mom, and his mom meets him instead and falls in love with him. It gets really weird. 
Doc Brown says, hey, Marty, we can get you back in time. We just need something to power the flux capacitor. Hey, guess what? Conveniently, a lightning is going to strike in two days. It's going to hit the clock tower. They come up with a plan for the electricity to hit the car so it can go back to 1985. In the meantime, Marty needs to get his dad and mom back together because they don't get together. Then Marty's not born. If Marty's not born, bad things happen. So Marty finds a way to get his dad to his mom, but he doesn't. He actually fails at it, and his dad steps up and mans up all by himself and takes down the school bully from pretty much about to sexually assault his mother. This movie yes, goes like, yeah. this movie goes there. It goes, yeah, he was about to do it. He was about to do it. Yeah. Marty also inspires Chuck Berry, one of the best <laughs> black rock stars. <laughs> Indirectly inspires take, Chuck Berry. Take that away from us. Take that, just take that away from us. <laughs> Marty gets there. He gives Doc a note. Doc tears it up. Marty goes back to the present. He finds that Doc actually read the note and protected himself from getting shot by the rebels. Marty's whole world has changed. Since his father stood up to his bully in the past, his father is now a, a critically, critically acclaimed writer. Their house is very nice. Marty has an awesome truck. He has an awesome life. That Toyota Doc shows sold, up and says, "Huh?" That Toyota just a, a Toyota replica just sold on Bring a Trailer for big, big bucks. Thank you, Marty. Big bucks. So then Doc shows up, says, "Hey, we got a problem in the future with your kids." They jump in the car. Where we're going, we don't need roads. The car takes off. Boom! Back to the futures. Over. See you next time in the future. That is the recap, gentlemen. Does Back to the Future hold up? Yes, it's one of the greatest movies ever made. The great, one of the greatest movies ever made. Of course, it holds up. They teach college courses because this is actually one of the fundamentally uh, one of the best screenplays um, that's ever been produced. And you get to take a college course on Back to the Future. Rich, follow that up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say yes and no. Yes, because what? Again, shut up. Shut your mouth. <laughs> it's so aggressive. You shut your mouth. You I'm going to I'm going to say yes because, you know, the whole time travel it makes you think. I'm going to say no because as was just uh, previously stated, there was a scene of um almost sexual assault. Um can we talk about how there was incest going on in there? Just that makes it bit. not hold up. Just a little bit. It's a little bit incest. There's incest now, Rich. Where's the incest now? Oh, actually. Game of Thrones. Yeah, incest. I take that back. It holds up. (laughs) 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 Never mind. (laughs) When Rich realizes he's not as offended by incest. No, it was it was you know, it was a good movie. Uh, yeah, it, it it was just dope. Like, who wouldn't want to jump into anything to go back in time to mess around a little bit without really screwing with the time continuum? Yeah, I'd say the movie holds up. It's not without its um flaws, but it definitely holds up. Man, this movie holds all the way up for me. Like, it holds up, and and I'll say this: it holds up because most '80s teen movies were either like. Porky's or like Breakfast Club. Yeah. You didn't have like an action adventure teen movie that skewed for adults as well as children. Like it hit all the checkboxes in an amazing way. I think there was a couple of them back then, but this definitely led the charge. Like it's 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 so rewatchable. It is. Like every time you rewatch it, there's something else that you hit and that that, that you see. I mean I also say this. Um I talked to a, f- a good friend of mine. She's 
23. So definitely this movie was not <laughs> not her movie until she was much later in life. Um, and it held up for her. She was like, oh, yeah, Back to the Future. That's that movie was point. great. Dude. You know, so for me watching this movie, I've, I've seen it a hundred times. I've seen yeah. Back to the Future so many times. <laughs> of course, we all have. It's like it's like Princess Bride. I have glasses in which I view this content. Um, but talking to her was refreshing because it reiterated the fact that I wasn't off point watching it through rose colored lenses. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you guys want to hear? You guys want to feel old? If Back to the Future were filmed today, they'd go back to 1991. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1991. That's. That's our 1955. Yes, that's our 1955 is 1991. Jeez. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, right? if you think about it, his parents were probably like 40 in 1985 yeah, or in their 40s. Exactly. Exactly. Jeez. Thank you, Chris. I mean, they, the the makeup awesome. made them look like they was in the 50s. They yeah. went a little higher, but yeah. they probably had to or else they would look too young or too similar. What I really loved about this movie is like everything is on purpose. So things that would have been tropes in other films work here, like the use of coincidence or repetition. Like she blatantly says the clock tower was hit with lightning on this date. And you know that it's going to be used later and it's okay. Like yeah. for some reason, the fact that it's okay, it works here. You'll hear Marty say something in the beginning of the movie and you'll hear his dad say it later. I just don't think I can handle that kind of rejection. Marty says it in the beginning. And what would feel heavy handed in one director's hands here, it just works. Everything just works. There's one thing, I only have one issue and that's because I went back and watched it and tried to be a little bit more picky is I don't know how they would have done it and kept the tone, but I think I could have used more of Marty's realization that like his best friend was murdered in front of him. <laughs> and I don't now, know how you do that without uh, messing with the tone. Now, would you still have that weight if you were actually in a time machine and you knew that think, if, if, if you well, had the ability to fix it, would, would you, would the death- I would want that discovery to come, I'd want that discovery to come quicker then. Yeah. I, I would want that doc, oh my God, wait. And I think he does get that, but I would yeah. want that because you did see someone die in front of you. So yeah. we could have just dealt with that and time machine, I get it working, I go back and warn him. We could have had that like in the beginning, I think. I mean, terrorists can't yeah. blast the machine guns through a, a parking lot. I mean, that's, I mean, that's <laughs> Yo, where's mall security, dog? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, and you know what's funny? They crash through one of those instant photo places. If you if you're if you're a kid now watching this, you're like, I have no idea what that little hut in the park was. What was that little hut? Yeah, and um, I remember those being everywhere. Those photo places. This movie to me is a testament to great writing and great directing. Make like the the the, the rebels, the terrorists in this movie should feel so out of place. It should feel over the top. Like these guys come with machine guns and missiles to like this teenagers, but it doesn't like the way it works. I don't know how they got away with it, but it doesn't feel misplaced. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it, sure. it, it, it does a little bit. I mean, he whoops out a rocket launcher at one point, you know, but for some reason I was with it. I never went, Come on, please. I mean, he's I also mean, chasing a DeLorean that's about to travel back in time. So, well, but, 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 <laughs> I mean, but also this. perspective, right? Well, but they also preface it. I mean, it was large enough where they planted the seeds for that to pay out, and the news clip that was playing in the background that mm -hmm. you know the the a, a terrorist sect was after plutonium missile grade plutonium. So you already know that the caliber of you know baddie that is. Yeah, and they knew they had to like set that up quickly because yeah. without that, Marty doesn't go back in time. So if, right. if if the terrorists don't land, then the whole movie falls apart. Right. Um. Another brilliant thing I when watching 
craziness is like Rich doesn't, Marty's... Rich doesn't like the P word. <laughs> you don't like the t- rebels? I, I just Googled the terrorists. Yo, they were Lebanese. <laughs> oh, they were Lebanese. I thought they were Palestinian. <laughs> were Lebanese? Boy, were Lebanese cut terrorists? You gotta cut all this out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my fault. I mean, it's part of the movie. No, Chris just thinking they're from they're, they're from Palestine. Just because, like, this gotta, gotta go. <laughs> A brilliant thing too about, huh? I'll say for the record, I've been to Palestine and it was pretty nice. Well, for the record, that'll be cut too. <laughs> None of this is. <laughs> okay, talk about it if you want to. What's brilliant about this movie is like Marty McFly, he's not the hero in this movie. Like, it's not his journey. George Fly, George McFly is the one who starts one way and ends another way. That's true. Marty McFly is his guardian angel. And then the B story is Doc helping Marty. But the A story is this this nerd in school that has this guy that's just trying to give him confidence. And by Can the end of the movie. About how good Doc is in this film? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, let's not. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't say, yeah, patronizing. I'm saying, yeah, like, I agree with you because. I, I agree with you. It just kind of like came out of nowhere, movie. Jack. <laughs> so I, was, I was going on a tangent, and you kind of just came in with, like, how great Christopher Lloyd is as Doc Brown. It's like, yeah, it's his legendary role. Hey, yeah, but what, for the what, record, why, he's not dead. I, that's, what I, that's what I was saying. I don't know how this is going to end. tries to kill him in every other episode we have. That's <laughs> true. Marty doesn't change too much. No. As a person, no. you know, it's almost interesting. I'm, I like, where did he get this heroic quality from? Where did he get this stand up the bully nature from when the rest of his family isn't like that? I, I, I was kind of wondering that watching it. Well, that's not too unplausible, though. I mean, everything no. skips generations and people are people. There is a point that you often bring up when talking about Back to the Future that I thought about it watching it this time, though, was mm-hmm. um, if everything around Marty has changed so dramatically, how has he not changed? Like, he hasn't actually been affected by the timeline being altered so drastically. He's right. the same Marty just put back in the timeline. But mm. is that because he was outside of the continuum because he was traveling? He was I guess so. That's the, the paradox yeah. of time, right? But you would think that he'd have a whole different set of memories. Like the timeline is so different that clearly this family went to Disneyland at one point in their life where the other family never left the front yard. Right. Yeah. I, I think that I have a darker version of this story, which is the paradox is B Timeline Marty McFly got wiped away from existence. The kid who had great parents, the kid who went to camp, the kid who got the got his parents bought him a car when he was 16. That Marty got wiped away the second that a timeline Marty came and took his place because he remembers nothing. And it's like these parents raised these parents did raise a Marty and they were looking at him like, why don't you know this stuff? So who, wherever the Marty is that knew this stuff, that knew his brother is like a lawyer that knew his sister works at a bank like that marty got wiped away ceases to exist That's or really dark or to play mm-hmm. on that he has a bit of a um a headache if you will and his memories are reshaped and you know he wakes up with a little nose uh, nosebleed butterfly flight so, yeah. except for butterfly except flight. for we don't didn't see happen, that play out in, in either of the sequels no I think that's why I think Butterfly Effect is is for me one of the dopest time travel movies because you see Ashton Kutcher, like Richard said, have a migraine and then an influx of new memories come in with every time he changes the timeline. And he he does he 
kind of goes back in time the same way that anime does, Rich, where like he goes back in time and he's in his younger self. So there's not like two of them in the same space. Yeah. So for here, there is a Marty McFly out there whose dad told him from birth, you can achieve anything you want. I'm writing this novel and the mom is playing tennis and they're all achieving. That Marty McFly's band did play at the school dance and he is dead. (laughs) No, he's worse than dead. I'm sorry, he's worse than that. He's erased. He's erased. Wow, this movie just took a real dark (laughs) It's dark. Like, like, where did he go? I'll take it because it it makes sense. I'll take it. But you know what? For me, if you were to sum up childhood in the 80s, if you were to sum up that feeling and that, I don't know. I think Jack calls the texture. This is is the movie. This is it. This movie is the movie for me. You know, if someone says, like, what was the, you know, what, what did the 80s feel like? What, what, what was the 80s? Watch Back to the Future and like mm. movie magic, everything. Like there's so much that Back to the Future like embodies for me, like the magic of being in the movies and the magic of that. Like I think of Back to the Future and like I hold this movie in such high regard for a lot. I think it just. Dude. It and just the works. details in it is what justifies it. It, is, it makes it so we're not like looking at it through rose colored glasses. Like if you even pay attention to Christopher Lloyd's performance, right? It's amazing in this. And if you see him at the end when he drops Marty off and he's like, Marty's like, well, look me up when you see me. And he's like, I will. And he's so cool and he's so grounded. And I'm like, this is a Doc Brown who read a letter about his death. This is a Doc Brown who created a time machine 30 years before he would. This Doc Brown has way more confidence and has way more gravitas because he achieved something when he was like 30. Yep. So in Chris Lloyd had like one scene and if you watch it, it just has a whole different energy than the Doc Brown we had in the beginning of the movie. Yep. Those that's, details. That's point, because that Doc Brown wasn't erased. He continued. Yes. So then like, who's the Marty he became friends with? <laughs> that's a really good it's dark. Where's Where's the Marty? Where? where is he? Not who, where? Yeah, that's where? a good point. His mother falling in love with him was just, it's brilliant. Like we watch it now, like, cause we're so used to it. Cause we, we had it since we were kids. But can you imagine watching this for the first time? It's like, that's just brilliant comedic storytelling. Cause his yeah. father, your father was a peeping Tom. It wasn't yeah. that he got hit by the car. It's, he was in the freaking bushes <laughs> watching your mother change. And your mom isn't this like, she's a horrible. Yo, like, but in the beginning, she made you feel like, oh, chasing boys, calling boys. Yeah. Girls my age never did that. And his mother is salivating over him. Hi, the fact that she was calling him Calvin Klein because it's on his it's underwear. underwear. This is brilliant storytelling. She took his pants off. She took his pants off. Dude, it's it's cool. Rich is like it's cool. It's fine. He's up there fine. For anyone who can't see this, which is everyone laughing, Rich is dying. When Chris said (laughs) hornball, he fell out. Dude, I had a whole nother phrase to use, but I'm like, yeah, let me don't use it. Uh, We're still trying to keep this PG. But what was brilliant about it that it wasn't just hokey. Was when she did kiss him. It's like kissing my brother. Like like. They still grounded that moment of yeah. it isn't right. Yeah. And you can even, you know it without knowing it. And I just loved all those, the details, man. That's what makes it rewatchable. Those freaking details. Uh, I will say that I didn't feel a certain kind of way when I found out that Marty McFly inspired Chuck Berry. <laughs> well, he, well, in, in all fairness, he inspired most of the black people in the film. <laughs> yeah, dude, I can be fair. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> or, but I guess that's the thing is Marty was inspired by them. Correct. He just set up their timeline of inspiration. Yeah. So, Same I'll as he did with Doc. Can we talk about get? how good Christopher Lloyd is in this film? Yes, please do, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. Brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. He's brilliant. Because he 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 flip-flops between slapstick and then straight up drama. He's he from best friend to father figure, like just depends on the scene. To me, he yeah. grounds the film in a way that with with a lesser actor in that role, this movie probably doesn't stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. You know? Michael mm-hmm. J. Fox being rotated into it fulfilled a certain tonality that that with Eric Stoltz being in the film, it still would have been a good film, but I don't know if it would have survived the test of time. And Christopher Lloyd, for me, in this film, is that. It's it's to this day, for me, one of his best performance. And he's a great actor. Like, yeah. everything he's been in that he touches is just good content. But this film, oh, it's so iconic, man. He's brilliant. And I think, I think the casting overall, because the casting had to be so good where you have Marty McFly and Doc Brown kind of playing straight man and, and one's out there and one's the guardian angel trying to guide him. But then you flip to Crispin Glover, who plays George, who is brilliant. But then that makes Marty now the guardian angel, the straight guy. I can teach you up. And between the storylines, we watch Marty flip those roles because the guys he's playing with execute their parts so well. So Marty yeah. goes from student to teacher, depending on where we are in the movie. Yeah. And I think that's just brilliant casting brilliant story the chemistry is so rich i cannot imagine this film where the time machine is a refrigerator no no <laughs> it's probably like bill and ted yeah where they hop yeah. in a phone booth <laughs> and it so goes through the ground so the delorean at the end of the movie is 10 minutes from my house right now it's at the shop that my car is in right now is that delorean supposedly it was purchased for nine hundred thousand dollars um it, it was in a museum for a while the museum just let it go about a year ago it was purchased by a private collector who also owns eleanor from gone 60 seconds which is oh. also at the shop that my car is in right now oh. so okay let's talk about the delorean real quick because it's like this iconic short-lived car right it, it, it has because it was trash because it was yeah. trash yeah it's garbage because they looked at looking at doing a mustang you know they sure they looked at camaros and those kind of cars but the fact that the delorean was so short-lived and had the wings and George. the fact that the only you can't see like it came out in those years and that's it well, so that makes DeLorean, the mystique around the car so high that it's it's connected to Back to the Future in a way that no other car is connected to a franchise because you can I, only see it in this time. Absolutely, period. the DeLorean's a ridiculous car. I mean, it's a stainless steel body, which is was obscenely expensive. No one else has done that before. Um, every single DeLorean had cocaine in the in the in the fenders, which is did, which did is, it just come like that? <laughs> yeah, it did. That's a, that's a whole different story. But yeah, yeah, but. Uh, but you know, it was Lotus helped design the suspension. It had a lot of big people, you know, involved in it. But it just—it's all form over execution. You actually drive a DeLorean, you actually be in the DeLorean. The build quality is shoddy. It can't stop. It can't turn, and it's slow as shit with the with the V6 it has in there. I think it's a, a it's a, a Peugeot derived V6, which is probably why DeLorean didn't get too upset when they kept making it like the car doesn't work in the movie. <laughs> Like every Back to the Future movie, <laughs> the car stops working. And they give you like, we don't like what you're doing with our brand. They're like, I mean, bruh. Your, your brand the car don't work. I mean, it turned into an icon, though. And, and, it, and it, it absolutely would have been forgotten if it didn't. 
because anyone, anyone, have you guys ever heard of, heard of a heard of a of a, of a vector, the vector WA? Yeah. No, right? Because it was this crazy, this crazy supercar built by this American guy that looks crazy. It was, it didn't work that well. Same thing, but you never heard of it because it just didn't go anywhere. But same thing oh. with the DeLorean. But Back to the Future cemented the DeLorean's place. I mean, that car yeah, car is so cool that every time you can, I, I can pay extra to have that car unlocked in a racing game. I get it. Like, like Dude. the burnout where you can drive the DeLorean in it. To me, that's like Mortal Kombat letting you play Terminator. I'm getting Dude. it. Want, this, there's it. two. There's, there's, there's like three movie cars, period, that stand the test of time. Kid? That's, I don't know if it does. Yeah. I think it does, oh, yeah, I think it does. It does for Kidding us. Me? It does for us. I don't know if your twenty three year old friend. Now it does. It I matter. think if you, I think if you would ask ten years ago, no. But Night Rider, Night Rider is hands down one of the coolest cars ever. Yeah. It is. But if you ask a fifteen year old, I don't know if they would, if they saw it, it would be immediate. I don't know if a fifteen year old right now would have seen Back to the Future either, though. They saw. Yeah. They know that DeLorean. They do the DeLorean. They would see that DeLorean mm-hmm. and they'd be like, guaranteed. So give me your three, Lawrence. Go ahead. It's really two, but my three is Ghostbusters, Back to yep. the Future, and Batmobile. Yeah, I agree. Tim Burton. And which Batmobile? Tim Burton. Tim Burton. 89. Tim Burton. Batman. Not, not the tank. Stands up. <laughs> not the tank in the Dark Knight. No. But uh, yeah, those you got a problem cars. with the Tumblr? I knew you were going to say that. For those who don't know, Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan films, is Reese's favorite Batman, and they're fantastic. <laughs> but Chris hates those. <laughs> I don't hate it. I just think they're deeply, deeply flawed. Stay tuned for an episode on that sometime in the future. That's all I have to really say about Back to the Future, man. I just thought it was great. I thought it was fun. Michael J. Fox is just brilliant. Like, there's a quality about an actor that makes you just fall in love with them. And you just like them instantly. I mean, yeah. it transcends the work. It's like there's something about you. Maybe that Eric Stoltz just had a different energy. And I'm sure he has a likability to him, too. But Marty, there's just a flightiness, a levity to him that you want to go on this adventure with him. Um, I think it's great. I think it's the best out of the trilogy. Although as a kid, I like Back to the Future 2 more. But as an adult, I like the original more. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it, please watch it. You're going to be in for an amazing freaking ride. Gentlemen, any last thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I would parody that. If you haven't seen Back to the Future and you're 15, go watch that movie. You'll like it. <laughs> if you're any age, go back and watch it. It's one of the greatest movies. It really is. Rich? It's a good movie, man. Y'all, y'all need to watch it. Um, I'm not sure if a 15-year-old is going to recognize that car, but listen, listen, be for real. You're not there to recognize the car. You're there for the adventure. Rich, that yeah. DeLorean toys and every game stops everything. No, it's not. All right. That's a kid's going to look at that. What's that car for? And then, and then, the, then the parents going to have to explain it to him. That's a part yeah. of pop culture. It now, is. Rich, is. Rich is right, though. It's the adventure know. that sold the car. Yeah, if that true. car wasn't a time machine, we wouldn't be talking about it right now, but it was. And it Absolutely. was Doc Brown's time machine. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. <laughs> do we have some recommendations? Sure, we do. Recommendations! So, in the in late 80s, early 90s, a lot of these movies that were blockbusters were converted into cartoons. And since yeah. we deal with a lot of cartoons, I want to reference some of the movie, some of the 80s, 90s based cartoons that were converted. Oh, so 80s, 90s cartoons that were that were inspired by movies. Number one, obviously, we had Back to the Future, which was actually a cartoon, which was pretty good. I enjoyed I, it. I, I used to watch it. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. It was good. Real Ghostbusters, which, to be fair, is probably my favorite out of out of this generation of cartoons. I think the, the cartoon stands up on its own without 
you know, without really without the movie. Absolutely. Uh, Beetlejuice was a great one. Yep. Yeah. Right. MC Hammer was. MC Hammer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is based off of a movie, though. I know, but it was around the same time it was adapted. And he had the parachute pants, were hysterical. He he did. (laughs) He would put on the shoes, right, and then he would turn to like Hammer Man, something like that. And it was cool. What was it called? (laughs) Did you know that that? Our yeah. generation in other countries are referred to as the ducktail generation. Really? Ooh. I'll take it. Pretty cool. I'll take yeah, it. I'll take that. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's true. It is. Um, next, I have Karate Kid. Which oh, is- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to tell you guys once us, I know us and the listeners after this, you guys are going to go down a deep rabbit hole. I suggest check out uh, retrojunk.com. As great cartoons, great previews, openings with these cartoon uh, cartoons, commercials from the period, and um, it's a great way to go to put yourself down a rabbit hole. Um, last two I had, uh, am I uh, Men in Black, which was mm. good, and the weirdest one that was a conversion from a movie to a children's cartoon was Rambo. I was hoping you was gonna say that. <laughs> I was hoping you were gonna say that. It's, it's ridiculous. All <laughs> <laughs> rated movie, murder, killing, like, war, but no, hard no, no. R. Hard yeah, R, Chris. Exactly. Yeah, PTSD exactly. in the first one. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. And then we had this cartoon that sold us Rambo toys. Exactly. Oh, uh, can I give an honorable mention? Please do. That freaking RoboCop cartoon yes! is like the same thing. Yes! <laughs> Just like, so this is not for children. <laughs> no. This is not for children. Oh, <laughs> uh, those are some great picks. Wonderful picks, man. Um. Guys, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Look, we're on social media. We're on Instagram, Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. Go ahead and follow us there, man. We're dropping content all day, every day, man. If you see something you like that we got, DM us. We'll tell you where to get it. We like to build this community. And also, make sure you like and follow um, our, this show, whatever platform you're using. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Google. We're on a bunch of them. So just like and subscribe, and we'll keep making more of these. We'll see you next time. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Make like a tree and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs>